0: You have said it, then you will do it. Yes, Lord. Because there is nothing you cannot do. If you have said it, Lord, you will do it. Yes, Lord. You will do it. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 24 and verse 1. God claims, I'm reading the Passion Translation. God claims the world as His. Everything and everyone belongs to Him. He is the one who pushed back oceans to let the dry ground appear. Planting firm foundations for the earth. Who then ascends into the presence of the Lord and who has the privilege of entering into god's holy place those who are clean those whose works and ways are pure whose hearts are true and sealed by the truth those who never deceive whose words are sure they will receive the lord's blessing and righteousness given by the savior god they will stand before god For they seek the pleasure of God's face. The God of Jacob. So wake up. You living gates. Lift up your heads you ageless doors of destiny. Welcome the king of glory. For he is about to come through you. You ask who is this king of glory? Who is this glory king? The Lord armed and ready for battle. The mighty one invisible in every way. So wake up. You live in gateways and rejoice. Fling wide, you ageless doors of destiny. Here he comes. The king of glory is ready to come in. You ask, who is this king of glory? He is the Lord of victory. Armed and ready for battle. The mighty one, the invisible commander of heaven's host. Yes, he is the king of glory. A new season is upon us as a church and I am particularly sensitive to that season I walk with God based on seasons and God's calendar God's agenda not the agenda of the government of my nation or the government of my state or my city no I walk with heaven's agenda So when God is set to move in a particular direction, you have to be sensitive and set to also move in that direction. Glory to God. I started talking um, in the month of May about uh, heaven and earth. And we started and we laid a foundation. I I told you about how you can picture what God is doing. All right. And then in the second part, we talked about how you can contend for the faith. Glory to God. Uh, go online to the website, phdkingsworld.org. You'll see the messages there. Download and listen to them. Today, I sense God would have us talk about um, his plan, his financial plan, his um, supply plan. So I call it God's supply plan in this series of Heaven on Earth. God's supply plan. Someone say God has a plan. God has a supply plan. And say that again God has, God has a supply plan for me turn to another neighbor and say God has a supply plan for me God has a if that neighbor is not responding look somewhere else and say look I'm telling you the truth God has a supply plan for me hallelujah now before you go ahead and begin to think that okay that plan or that supply plan is money uh, related it's not all about money but it's money inclusive okay and in the first place you need to realize that god is not the one that created money okay so god cannot use or be limited to what he did not create okay so if he didn't create it he cannot be limited to its operation and its functions all right that can take example from jesus uh, Jesus, they needed money to pay taxes, and Jesus said, "Go and put, uh, put your uh, stuff in the in the in the ocean or the sea, and the first fish you catch, you will find a coin in it. Take it and do what, pay for what you want to pay for." All right. So, um, if money was the ultimate, then Jesus would have been the brokest person uh, that ever lived. Okay. But the Bible says that um, he was poor so that we can become rich. So he gave up the right to something so that we can become rich. So if his poverty did not come about to your riches and your wealth, it means that you are suffering double jeopardy. Do you know what double jeopardy means? It means someone went to court and was jailed for an offense. Lawyer, you can tell us, right? He went to court and was jailed for an offense. And you are now being jailed for the same offense. Okay, so that's double jeopardy. So Christ cannot suffer and so that i can have supply and then i am now here suffering lack it's double jeopardy if you don't know you will be suffering lack but the moment you know you come into certain knowledge and certain understanding that brings you out of that thing it is very simple what christ has done is available okay what Christ has done is available. That you are not enjoying it does not mean that Christ has not done it. Is someone hearing me? Okay? So when you want to draw inference, don't draw inference from people who are not enjoying it. Draw inference from people who are enjoying it. Are you hearing me? Draw inference from people who are enjoying it. You say, okay, I can tell you two, three uh, uh, stories of people who uh, they have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and fasted and nothing has happened. But I can tell you one. Allah has done it. I can tell you two. Pastor Taya has done it. I can tell you three. Pastor Grace has done it. You understand? So I can tell you. So don't take inference from people who have done some things and not seen certain results. And then that becomes the foundation of your own is someone hearing me that becomes the foundation of your own faith i say after all it is not for everybody i can tell you give you uh, a lot lots of scriptures I, and i can tell you people in present day time dr k has done it when he moved to uh, um california and uh, to the u.s i remember that time he was selling computer parts he's the general overseer of kingswood ministries international kingswood everywhere global national wide everything put it together but he moved to uh, California and then he needed to do something. I was telling us at the time that when we were, when I was his, his, uh, his, uh, his PA at the time, we were driving Ultima Nissan, I think it's Altima or something like that. Altima, low car like that. That was the best car in Kingswood. That was the best car. So some of you now, you come, you see some things. I pity some people who have bought the process before the time. You don't understand something. You don't understand covenant. Some I can tell you it's even happening In present day time some people were here With us they started with us You were here we had our first service Was there any chair here There was no chair he's still here Pastor tire was here You came in here the day you were coming You were looking for transport money to come here Today she has her own car Is someone hearing me you can't abort The process before The time I don't know why I'm going In this direction but you can't abort God has a supply plan. If you stay patiently, you will understand His supply plan. You understand this. So, ministry global wide, Doctor K. General over here. He moved to, to California. He was selling computer parts. I remember when Doctor, you see Doctor K now online, and then all of you are like, "Wow, Doctor K is fresh." Is this? Is that? Do you know? Let me now tell you. There was a time, his best shit. Was the one that the, you know, if you if you've been to Lagos before and you understand um, somewhere like Aba, um, no um, Yaba or something, Kola, you know those shirts that they hang, they've starched it, then they now fold it, they have different different folds That was where Doctor K used to shop. I I need, I am painting a picture for you. That's where he used to shop. But he still had the word inside of him. He was still Doctor K. All right, it wasn't a doctor. He was still Ven K, Pastor K. He was still our general overseer. We submitted to him. Were there people in church that didn't have, mom, that, didn't have uh, that had more money more than him? Yes, he was still their pastor. He was still their pastor, but he had the word inside of him, and they know too well that look, you may be shopping at Yaba, but you are my father. I will bow and submit to the grace that you carry. That grace is what I need for my next level. That grace is what I need for my... You, it's not about him now. It's what is inside him. That thing inside him is able to make you and form you. Because God has sent someone to you. Some sent someone to you. So you'll be myopic to look at that person and say, Ah, after all, he's driving a Corolla. I'm driving a Mercedes. I know more than him. You may be age mate, but you're not grace mate. Do you understand what I'm saying? You may be the same age mate, but you are not grace mate at all. The grace that it carries is enough to move you to the next level. So whether you like it or not, what you do? You submit to that grace. You submit to that grace. So tell someone, God has a plan. He has a supply plan. He's not the one that created money. He will not be limited by the character of money. And when God talks, He doesn't think money. Hear me well. God does not think money, He thinks supply. He doesn't think finances, He thinks supply. He doesn't think needs, He thinks covenant. That's the way God thinks. So when you approach Him, you don't approach Him with the way you think. Are you hearing me? You don't approach him with the way you think, you approach him with the way he thinks. That's why the Bible says that it is the Spirit of God that gives us and helps us to pray the way we should pray. Because there is a way that we should pray that God understands, not the way you know how to pray. So you beckon on the Spirit of God and helps you to pray out. What is he praying out? It says the mind of God. The mind of God. So you are accessing his mind to determine what your future will be. You are not accessing the internet or accessing what is Wicca saying today. No, you are accessing the mind of God. If he likes, put the whole city on lockdown till December. If the mind of God says that you are prosperous, that mind is prosperous. So you need to take that mind and make it your own mind. And you begin to think like that. Someone say God has a plan. He has a supply plan for me. So God thinks covenant. He thinks supply. He doesn't think need. He doesn't think money. Genesis 17 from verse 1. It says, When Abraham was 90 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. That I may make my covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. Now, this man had a need. He had something that if he would go to God and talk to God, he would say, "Uh, Father God, you know, I need this thing. I need that thing. But God appeared to him knowing his need and said, Look, I am God Almighty. Walk before me, be blameless, be perfect, and I will multiply you. Make your covenant with me. God didn't talk about his needs. So then Abraham fell on his face and God said to him behold my covenant is with you and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. I told us the other day when God talks he doesn't uh, talk about your present situation or circumstance he talks about his plan for you. Say Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. At the time Gideon was nothing to write home about. So I tell you again, that in every time you find yourself in a dark place or in a valley, the word of God that you hear should be the one that God is speaking for where you are going, not where you are. So if you hear something in a dark place that suggests that you are staying in that place, it's not my God. Because he will call you by where you are going. Not where you are. Not where you are at all. And then when you pray, He will show you pictures of great things and mighty things and beautiful things according to His plan. That's His plan for you. That's His thought. God is not limited by the things that limit us. No. A thousand times no. He's not surprised by the things that surprise us. No. Someone say God has a plan. God has a plan. He has a supply plan. A supply. For, me. for me. Glory to God. He says no longer shall your name be called Abraham but you shall but your name shall be Abraham for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations question is what time did God make him the father of a multitude of nations what time did that happen what time I mean, at that time, he didn't look like it. There was nothing in the natural that would suggest that this man, Abraham, would come into the place where he's a father of multitude of nations. But God said, look, I have made you like that because that's my mind concerning you. That's my thought. That's my plan concerning you. He said, I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make you into nations and kings shall come from you and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land of your sojournings and all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession and I will be their God. And God said to Abraham as far as you shall keep my covenant you and your offspring after you throughout their generation this shall be my covenant which you shall keep. Between me and you and your offspring after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin. And it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male throughout your generations. Whether born in your house or bought with your money. From from any foreigner who is not of your offspring. But he who is born in your house. And he who is bought with your money. Shall surely be circumcised. So shall my covenant be in your flesh. An everlasting covenant. So God saw Abraham's need. But chose rather to make a covenant with him. So your covenant with God is greater than your needs. Your covenant with God is greater than your needs. If he has said it. Then he will do it. That's who he is. That's his character. That's his person. The question is. Do you know that he has said it? Are you aware of what God has said? Have you come into consciousness of what God has said? Because if he has said it, then he will do it. But do you know if he has said it? Have you spent time in his presence to know what he has said concerning you? This, all we've read, is about Abraham. So in God's presence, he got everything. So even that which you buy with money, your covenant with God does not cover it it doesn't account for much so God told him he said even that one that you bought with money will be covenanted to me what is money it's only an exchange it's only an exchange that's what it is it's only an exchange exchange for what exchange for value so if I don't have money it means I'm not maximizing my value I'm not maximizing my value what is value look at what scripture says in Matthew 6 Matthew 6 from verse 25 It says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the earth, they neither sow nor reap or gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not of more value than they are you not of more value than they he's saying that look there are some things that God created that you have more value than yet God supplies so what about you that have more value it means that you have something to offer your world for an exchange of whatever it is whether money or whatever it is so I carry more grace and more value than the birds of the air I carry more grace and more value than the flowers I carry more grace and more value so my life is valuable I have something to offer my world I have something to offer my world he said these are the things verse 32 these are the things that the Gentiles seek your heavenly father knows that you need them all he said but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you so as believers these things are supposed to be added to us so there is something about you that people will exchange money for There is grace upon you to add that value to the earth that people will respond with supply. They'll respond with supply. Glory to God. Luke chapter 17 from verse 20 It says being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God will come he answered them the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is. or dear. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. How will the kingdom come? How will the kingdom come? He it says it's not going to come in ways that you will observe. I want to ask you. If you've ever made a millionaire before, when you made that one million, was it something you were observing? So because it happened that way, you now think that that's the only way God knows how to bring one million your way. Okay, have you ever made 5 million? Okay, let me not go too high. Let me go high. What's there? Have you ever made 5 million, 10 million before? So because it came that way, you now concluded that that is the only way God knows how to bring supply your way. Why do you think that he's limited? He's not limited. God does not think like that. He thinks supply. When there is a need, He thinks supply. And when God is thinking supply, He's not looking at one particular way. That's the way you know. And He Himself said that look, forget the former things. Do not consider the things of old. If I did it before, I will do it again if I did it before I will do it again but it will not come the way you are looking it won't come by observing and looking at the pattern it came no somebody called you up and said you know what send me your account number and I said and he sent you a hundred thousand and all your life now you are looking for who will call you what are you saying if he did it before he will do it again but in a different pattern he says the wind blows where it listed you do not know where he's coming from or where he's going he says so is everyone who is born of the spirit who is born of the spirit so when you're born of the spirit you are not observing times like that no you are not observing methods, no. You are not observing principles, no. You are observing the way of the spirit. He said, if you do not know how the bones in a, in a woman's womb is formed, the baby, the bones are formed and the baby. He said, so you do not know the ways of God. So you can't limit him to a particular way or a particular direction. You say, you know what? The last time, I just needed 50K. And as I was just going, I just saw someone, and then the person said, "Can you help me do so and so and so and so?" And then I took that thing and I helped the person. And as I did that, the person said, "Do you know how to do so?" And I said, "Yes." And the person gave me the contract, and I made fifty k. Then now you have thought that that is the pattern of God. Why do you think they call him the God of Abraham? Isaac and Jacob. Because he showed them himself. In different ways to them. So the way he showed us the God of Abraham. When he appeared to Isaac and Jacob. He said I'm the God of your father Abraham. But I will appear to you in another way. He showed up to Jacob. He said I'm the God of your father Isaac and Abraham. I will appear to you in another way. Question. What way? Have you discovered God? What way have you seen of God? How have you found God in the place of prayer that is personal to you? What experience, what encounter have you had with the God? Because he's not limited to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is also God of a motile.
1: He is also God of color. He is also God of dories. So what
0: have you discovered of him? Because until you discover the God of your supply, you'll be looking for other people's supply. How does he work with you? He's not limited. He supplies. That's the way he thinks. He supplies. So he's not limited to your salary. He's not limited to all those things. No. Even your business. He's not limited. He may come in that direction. Does not mean that that's the only way that he can supply. No. He's not limited someone say God has, God has a plan a supply plan for me the passion translation of that verse we read it said Jesus was once asked by the Jewish religious leaders when will God's kingdom realm come Jesus responded God's kingdom realm does not come simply by obeying principles or by waiting for signs. The kingdom is not discovered in one place or another. For God's kingdom realm is already expanding within some of you. So because in your office, They pay you seven hundred thousand. You have zeroed your mind. That is the only way wealth can come to you. See how will the kingdom come? It's heaven on earth. We're asking how will it happen? He said it doesn't come by observing signs and principles. No. He said that kingdom. It's not discovered in one place or another. You say, ah, in this time, it is career. You have to build your career. Some other persons will come say, ah, in this time is business. Anybody that has a job, you don't know uh, job security. It is business. But he says no. It's not discovered in one place because if you are really talking kingdom, if you are talking heaven on earth, the principles you will obey and the principles you will work with will be heaven's principle. So, if you want that kingdom to come, he it says it's not discovered in one place or another, he said it is inside you, it's already expanding inside you. The kingdom is within you. That's how you rule. That's how you reign. That's how you take dominion. The kingdom is inside you. Let me tell you. You will be tried. Please walk on this thing. You will be tried many times. Many times you will be tried. Many times. You will be tested. Your faith will be tested. Your resolve will be tested. What you believe in will be tested. On Friday, I, I was home. Then I got a call from my daughter's school to come pick her. Because she was, she was, uh, her temperature was high. She was running temperature. So to come pick her. So I, I left the house. I just drove to the school. Picked her up. I hadn't left the school. My wife called me at home. Say where am I? Where am I? Where am I? I said, What is it? I say Isabel, Isabel, Isabel. I said, What's wrong? said, she's not responding. She's not responding. She's stretching. She's stretching. Ah! I said, Devil, you're a bad devil. Immediately she dropped the phone. I said, Lord, I didn't run. I did not speak. I said, Lord, I release angels. Go there now. Whatever needs to be done, let it be done. I got home. I went upstairs. All my, na- my neighbors were in my house. They are taking off my daughter's clothes, everything. I said, what happened? She said, she was convulsing. I said, my daughter. She said, she wasn't responding to She was bringing out stuff on her mouth and she was stretching and shaking. I said, "Ah, my daughter. I picked her up. I looked at her. She just laid on me as if there was no breath in her. I took her. I said, okay, let's go to the hospital. Took her in the car went to the hospital the doctor said we ought to have brought her earlier I don't know what transpired but operate in heaven on earth it's the divine agenda and plan of God so since Friday they've been at the hospital. That's why my wife is not here. I said, ah, "Release them, let them go home." He said, "No, but they have to observe her." And I said, "Ah, in one day, in one day." I said, as I went to her school, the uh, class school, pick I had not left, and I just left Isabella home. I had not left, and the devil want to give me two strike. How? First of all, I had to calm myself down. When I got the call, I just calmed myself down. I said, no rush, no rush. Angels, it's time to walk. Go there. You can get there faster than I can get there. Whatever you need to do, do. Some people have not experienced half of that. And the story is different. As a child of God, you need to settle it once and for all that the life God has called you to live here is heaven on earth. And you need to enforce it. You try the first time, it doesn't look like it's working, you keep trying it. You do it again and again because you believe it, not because whether it will work or not work. No, because you believe it. Because you believe it. He said, Who has believed our report? To whom has the hand of the Lord been revealed? You are not here to joke. At all. Satan will try you. Will test you everywhere. Will hit you with things that looks like it's your fault. You know, it's easy. To trust God when something is not your fault, but when it's your fault, you will think that God warned you and you did not hear. But let me tell you, it can be your fault, and God pushed you there. He put it's your fault, He knows, but He pushed you there. I can tell you of Abimelech. He said, Abimelech, you took Sarah, Abraham's wife. He said, You are a dead man. He said, Ah, Baba, I did not know. I did it in the innocency and sincerity of my heart and God Almighty said I know that is why I withheld you from sinning against me it was his fault but God was in it it's not everything that is your fault that God is not inside let me tell you as a child of God as a believer you are equipped with heaven's resources heaven's resources so, even if it's your fault, let me tell you what scripture says. He said, Can you use a hook to take out the Levianta in Isaiah? Can you do that? He said, Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captives delivered? Do you know what a lawful captive is? For warfare, that's the best explanation. Our warfare is that I use my hand to put myself in trouble. He said, shall the lawful captive be delivered? The one that uses his hand to put himself inside trouble. He said, but I, the Lord God, will deliver him. Will deliver him. And he didn't stop there. He said, I will now contend with the people that are contending with you because it was your fault who can do that but god i will contend with the people that are contending with you saying that you saw God and you went to enter say
1: leave us alone is a family matter
0: it's a family matter and when they want to contend with you because i am your god i will contend with them say but god it was his fault say leave us alone in our family we always have each other's back God's mind is that he has your supply question is do you know it so well do you believe it so strong that nothing can change your mind about it nothing someone say I have supply Shatanda badabahaya. Dr. K was here. And then he began to talk about some things. Recently, he called the director of operations for Africa. And said to him, send a message to all the churches. And tell them. And I know my father, when he talks like that, I know something is coming. He said, tell them there is a season upon us of massive financial increase. He said, tell them there is a season upon us of massive financial increase. And then the director of operations called us and had a meeting I said, this is what our father has said. And he said, in Nigeria, if the ministry income was about 200 or 300 million a year, he said, If I don't know anything about God, I know that it's about to become a billion. And in my mind, I'm like, God, I know the way you talk. You don't speak abundance in the time of abundance. You speak abundance in the time of lack and want. Oh satanama! if you are
1: hearing me, he speaks abundance in the time when there is nothing. He speaks abundance when it looks like everything is dry. He speaks abundance when it looks like nothing will come out. That's when he declares his word. Why? Because for that word to come to pass, It takes the word of God and not the word of a man. It takes the word of God to turn nothing into something. God does not specialize in turning something into something. He specializes in turning nothing into something. So if you're in a season of nothingness, get ready. Something is about to break through if it's a season of brokenness get ready healing is on the way if it's a season of empty get ready fullness is on the way it's on the way do you know the god that does that he says i am the lord God."
0: god wanted to create a heaven and earth the bible says the earth was empty oh oh the earth was
1: empty is somebody carrying emptiness say lord i'm empty the earth was empty it was empty it was null and void everything That is null and void is a candidate for fullness. Are you hearing me? Everything that is in a state of despair and lack is a candidate of fullness. Everything that is in a state of emptiness completely is a candidate for the Spirit of God to prove.
0: Says and the spirit of God moved over that which was empty,
1: that which was empty, and then fruitfulness began to come. Fruitfulness began to come. It says, until the spirit is poured upon us from on high, and then the wilderness began comes a fruitful place. Oh, when you're in a wilderness, it's a candidate for fruitfulness. It's not the time to beg. It's not the time to give up because if he had done it before, he will do it again. It's not the time to lose hope. If he did it before, he will do it again until the spirit God upon us high.
0: and then the wilderness will become a fruitful place and then the desert will be tanned why because God thinks supply he thinks supply and every time he's thinking he's thinking supply
1: he's thinking supply he's not thinking need he's thinking supply if i did it before i can do it again i may not come in that particular way i have many ways i can supply look to me and not to the supply look to me and not to the supply if i did it before i can do it again i can do it again I can't do it
0: again and then the second thing he said he said a great harvest of souls great harvest of souls and then he said the reason the massive financial increase is coming Is so you can accommodate the great harvest of souls. The great harvest of souls. If you are wise, this is not the time to reduce your commitment with God. This is the time to double up. Someone say double up. This is the time to double up. When there was famine in Egypt, the principle and strategy that God gave to Joseph was that this is not the time to hoard or hold back. He said, put into your reserve in this time put into your reserve as children of God we have an undepleting reserve with God undepleting reserve so if you know that heaven is your reserve and God is the custodian of your reserve. This is not the time to dwindle down. It's the time to double up. To double up. Why? Because you know where your confidence is. If he did it before, he will do it again. But you need to know that he's the one that did it before. You need to know. You need to know. That's how we live heaven on earth. That's how we live. Lift your hands there. to be positioned this season God to see what you're doing and be part of it to see what you're doing God and be a part of it not to limit ourselves with the limitations on earth no but to live heaven here on earth that the life of heaven the kingdom of god that is within us will find expression everywhere 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 it's our
1: cry god it's our
0: cry the preceding message was brought to you by Kingswood ministries international for information about Kingswood Ministries, visit us at kingswood.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.